Welcome into the Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. Today we're talking with the Colorado Department of Transportation, better known as CDOT. We have Sam Cole as well as Bob Wilson on the line. We're going to talk all things state highways. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO News Radio. And let's start off with uh, Sam Cole. He is uh, the safety communications manager for uh, the state agency and of course we've got a big event coming up this weekend a lot of people may be out celebrating uh kind of getting into that festive you know mood but uh just a reminder both cdot and uh state troopers will be out and about uh making sure that everything is safe as possible for those festivities absolutely yes there's going to be upwards of 50 law enforcement agencies out on the roads uh this weekend, uh, just removing those impaired drivers that might uh, be posing a danger to everybody that's just out trying to celebrate the weekend, host parties, and uh, watch the big game. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the big game, we know the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, one of the teams there, we saw, you know, even ahead of uh, the NFC Championship, uh, the city of Philadelphia had to grease light poles, really plan for that. There's nothing that extreme being planned across uh Southern Colorado or even Colorado in case uh, some local Phillies fans might get a little too excited either way, is there? No, nothing like that is planned. Just some uh, good old-fashioned law enforcement going on, uh, looking for those impaired drivers who may be swerving, who may be posing a danger to others on our roadways. So, yeah, there there could be checkpoints. There um, will certainly be certain areas of town tend to see more driving. But definitely more law enforcement out there uh, trying to keep us all safe. Absolutely. And we know um, there's been that issue um, that CDOT and uh, other state partners are really trying to crack down on as far as speeding, impaired driving. You know, we saw a record number of fatalities, especially here in El Paso County uh, last year. So how is that uh, enforcement going in uh, kind of those messaging projects as we're kind of into at least the second part of the year trying to uh, make sure that everything is uh, starting off as safely as possible out on state roadways? Yeah, well, we're trying to give people the tools to stay safe. For example, um, this weekend, um, we're giving away $10 lift ride credits. Um, for those of you that are familiar with the ride service uh, lift, you can get $10 off as a way to um, stay safe this weekend and not drive impaired. Uh, just go to the app. Let me, if got a pen handy, uh, just a promote code. It will save you $10, and uh, it's a good way to avoid driving to um, that party that you may be planning on going to. The the code is Kickoff Safe. Kickoff Safe, all one word, with a capital K and a capital S. That will uh, get $10 uh, credit for your uh, Lyft ride to and from the party, and uh, just a a great way to, to stay safe. If you are, and I just wanted to follow up on, you know, on our conversation about Super Bowl, if you're hosting a party for Super Bowl, please just have plenty of food out, uh, plenty of um, non-alcoholic beverages out, perhaps remove the alcohol, say, an hour before the party ends. Uh, no one will really notice. Um, just a way to, to, stay, to keep your, your party goers safe. And, um, you know, if there's somebody that uh, is just a little bit over the top and drinking too much, don't hesitate just to give them a ride home or find them a ride. So, um, you know, we, we see so many um, fatalities across the uh, state every year. One uh, fatal crash driver. 
why it's so important to be really serious and take proactive action. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, really, there is no excuse now for that with, you know, so many rideshare apps, of course, even, you know, CDOT in the state getting involved in helping to have promo codes to take some of that financial burden off of getting that safe ride home through Lyft. Again, that is the promo code Kickoff Safe with a capital K and capital S. And uh, Sam, we also know uh, the overall safety messaging is uh, also turned to some very unique billboards and messaging uh, throughout the State, let's talk a little bit about this new campaign, really trying to get attention on something that really people should honestly be paying more attention to. Yeah, I mean, we are um, definitely going to be um, educating uh, in the coming year as many people as we can through those digital message boards that you have on the highway, as well as billboards, radio ads, everywhere we can reach people about the dangers of distracted driving, uh, speeding, impaired driving. Um there's going to be particular focus, actually, on El Paso County, where we tend to see, no surprise to your listeners, a lot of people that speed. And really, and maybe some of you have seen these ads, they feature big monsters chasing after cars. You know, that's the... And it looks like we're having some... Big, uh, Could you go ahead and yeah, repeat that? We're having a little bit of a connection issue with your uh, phone line this morning. Yeah, that's right, because I'm waving my arms. I'm getting really excited. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen our big uh, campaign, maybe you've seen it on the, the uh, billboards across El Paso County. Uh, this is a speeding campaign to encourage people not to speed. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, fatalities that involve people that are just driving too fast down our roadways, and uh, they don't have time to respond, and they end up getting in a crash. Anyway, the, uh, the campaign features... Uh, um, aliens and monsters chasing after a vehicle as somebody's racing down the roadway. And really, um, it's kind of funny, but as the only time you should be speeding, going down the highway as if you're being chased by uh, the apocalypse going on. So that's our message to your listeners. Stay uh, safe. Absolutely. Again, there is no excuse for speeding. You know, I don't think we're really in any danger of, you know, the the monsters, UFOs, even the apocalypse at this moment, as well as for that impaired driving as well with the Super Bowl coming up. Really no excuse not to uh, make sure that you're celebrating and uh, enjoying the festivities, but responsibly making those wise decisions. Again, CDOT also offering uh, that promo code for Lyft users as well. That is kickoff safely with the capital K and capital S. Sam, we appreciate the uh, time and update this morning here on KRDO News Radio is the extra. My pleasure. Thank you so much. We're going to talk much more about CDOT. We're going to get into some of the uh, ongoing projects throughout the area, get you up to speed on that, everything else as we continue here on a Thursday edition of the extra. Welcome back to the extra here on KRDO News Radio. I am your host, Andrew Rogers, talking with uh, the Colorado Department of Transportation today as we are focusing on uh, a number of issues going out on the roadways right now. We got that update as far as the safety campaigns with uh, Sam Cole. Let's turn to uh, some of the projects out there uh, with Bob Wilson. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. And let's get an update on this ongoing military access, mobility, safety, and improvement project. I guess you guys all like that acronym MAMSIP, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's known as known as MAMSIP, and it has four distinctive uh, locations. Um, you know, the big one I think that impacts the most people, I actually I know it impacts the most people, is the widening of I-25 
um, between like Academy Boulevard, uh, in the Academy Boulevard area, all the way down to Fountain. So that project, um, that phase of the project continues and we are uh, putting in a new bridge, building a new bridge at Academy Boulevard. So people are now seeing traffic shifts through that area and uh, traffic squeezed down to two lanes um, into one location where you had traffic, where traffic's moving basically head to head um, with just the concrete barrier there. So that's one part of that project. Um, one aspect of the project is complete, and that is um, for Fort Carson, that's what's known as the Charter Oak Ranch Road Improvements, and uh, that's with its intersection at Santa Fe Avenue down in Fountain. And so what we anticipate with that project or that phase of the project um, will be reducing approximately a fourth of the trips that currently are going into Fort Carson um, at gate 20. So that will improve safety along the I-25 corridor throughout that area. And we anticipate that uh, generating a lot of time savings for, you know, the 45,000 uh, military personnel and families in that area. So that is substantially complete. They're just doing some punch list items in uh, on that particular phase of the project. And then the third phase of the project is out on Highway 94. Um, still a little bit of work uh, to take place out there. We have an important traffic signal that is going in place on, on State Highway 94 out there. Um, but that project should be completed out, uh, be completed. We're anticipating April, so probably the first part of spring is we uh, the anticipated completion time for that aspect of the project um, you know it's all dependent on weather um, as you know spring storms can can slow down construction at this time of year but um, we hope to have that up and running before we get to at least Memorial Day so um, and we actually expect that to take place quite a bit sooner and then um, and then Academy Boulevard, that's more of a, a project with uh, with Colorado Springs, the South Academy Boulevard project, or actually with El Paso County. And so we're just in the pre-construction phase there where we're developing some of the construction plans for that. That's about a mile, mile and a half stretch um, that's going to run in each direction between I-25 and Milton Proby Parkway. And so there'll be um, a lot of improvements along that stretch of road. And we expect construction to begin in June of this year, and uh, a lot of folks are involved with that one. In addition to El Paso County, you have the Pikes Peak Rural Transportation Authority involved there um, as well. So uh, a lot of work going on um, on the southern end of Colorado Springs for the Mansip project. Absolutely. And of course, the goal of the project, of course, to increase and, you know, uh, make it more accessible and safe uh, getting into our number of our military installations so far. So uh, as this has been going on right now, of course, the uh, big project that we see and talk about, obviously, most often, as you mentioned, is that uh, I-25 near South Academy issue. What has been the feedback as far as uh, with our local military leadership working on these projects, making it as uh, safe as possible to get our area soldiers, guardian, and airmen to their uh, respective posts? Yeah, I mean, they've been happy with with how progress is proceeding on the project. They know that right now there's uh, obviously some slowdowns, as we always like to say, there's a short-term pain for long-term gain, but they know in the long run, once everything is completed, it's going to definitely improve traffic flow 
for military personnel throughout the area. So it's one of those projects that right now is creating um, some concerns for both the traveling public and even some military uh, movements through the area. But in the long run, it's going to be a, a net win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Let's shift gears. Let's talk a little bit about this I-25 Auxiliary Lane Project and what do we need to know about this? Where is it going to be and what will uh, some of the impacts and ultimate benefits be once we are done with that kind of short-term pain? Yeah, we are. uh, It's a a widening of I-25 and that's going to be between Fillmore Street and Garden of the Gods Road. So along that stretch, you're going to see basically an uh, uh, auxiliary lane that's going to be an axel lane uh, and a deceleration lane throughout um, through that segment. So that's going to improve traffic flow. Um, anybody who's driven through there has seen where traffic can get a little bit um, jammed up as traffic is flowing into uh, I-25 off both those two very busy interchanges. So beginning later this year, there's going to be work taking place both on the uh, the Elston Bridge uh, over Elston Road um, to widen that. And so as people are getting onto I-25, they're going to see improved traffic flows. As far as traffic impacts are concerned, um, it shouldn't be too impactful um, because the, uh, the widening will be taking place on the right side of the roadway, both northbound and southbound. So it'll be out of traffic. Um, you know, there might be an occasional need to do additional closures on what's currently mainline I-25, but any closures that would be required would be done at night when the traffic counts are at their lowest, and uh, that would minimize impacts to the traveling public. So um, I think the biggest impacts people will see um, as that work is taking place is speed limits will be reduced. Um, to 55 miles per hour um, through that area because it will be an active construction zone and there'll be construction vehicles coming in and out of that construction zone, similar to the Mansip project down on I-25 further to the south. Um, and so we're hoping that, uh, you know, we, we always uh, remind people to please reduce your speed as you're going through those construction zones because we've had a number of issues with uh, the Mansip area and uh, people speeding, and we've had uh, we've had some crashes in there that uh, have created a lot more problems because people are going too fast for conditions. Because traffic's pretty uh, is uh, is in a very reduced configuration through that area, and if you're driving too fast for conditions, that can create a lot of uh, a lot of problems, and you do get some crashes occasionally, and then that really. Uh, create a lot of traffic problems and traffic slowdowns if you get reduced from two lanes down to one, or if you get even a full closure, which can occur if you have a large vehicle that's blocking both lanes. Of course. And uh, again, when is the some of this work going to start going? When will we really start to see some of that work on that uh, I-25 access project? You can anticipate work. Uh, most likely you will see work taking place uh, beginning this summer. Perfect. Well, we're going to continue our conversation with CDOT, uh, some other big projects going on throughout the area, some updates to some projects that have been going on for so long that uh, might as well just invite them over to Thanksgiving 
dinner this coming November. I'll make him a true part of the family. We'll get an update as far as what's going on with the gap and uh, the ongoing issues as far as the ramp metering here in Colorado Springs as well. Again, we're joined by Bob Wilson with the Colorado Department of Transportation here on The Extra. We'll have another check of uh, our top local and national headlines still ahead as well. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I am your host, Andrew Rogers, continuing our conversations with CDOT. We have Bob Wilson with the Colorado Department of Transportation joining me this hour. Uh, talked a number of projects going on to make the area roads more safe uh, throughout the area, also to improve traffic flow in the area. Another big project that uh, I'm really starting to get used to, uh, we've seen now installed for a couple years here in Colorado Springs, has been the ramp metering project. And I know one of the uh, keys was to kind of make sure that it's a smoother flow as far as traffic onto the interstate throughout uh, Colorado Springs proper. So, Bob, how has that project uh, impacted the traffic flow and how are things going when it comes to the uh, updates with uh, ramp meters? Well, where the ramp meters have been installed, it has indeed improved the traffic flow. And uh, and we've heard that from the traveling public as well. In some of the locations where previously traffic would jam up as you got that flow off the ramps uh, interacting with the mainline traffic on I-25, you would see some significant slowdowns. Um, nowadays, where ramps are installed, you do have better traffic flows. Doesn't mean you'll never have any kind of slowdowns um, where ramps are installed, but the traffic flow is uh, very well, uh, is very well, it's much, much improved, I should say. So right now with, um, with the ramp project, we do have a winter shutdown now in place, and we anticipate work will return uh, on that project probably in May, early May. Um, and that'll start, work will resume, it'll be at uh, Woodman Road and then up north at Northgate Boulevard. Um, and then that should be done by probably end of summer around August 31st is what we're anticipating at this point. And then um, there's still some remaining work at Academy Boulevard on the ramps at Academy Boulevard. We expect that to be done um, sometime in May after work resumes. Probably We're probably going to resume work in April. Um, with the project, um, and then um, that, you know, right now there's minimal traffic impacts due to the winter shutdown, um, but once they get out there, they'll be out there working from like 7 to 5.30, and then once in a while they might have to do some nighttime work or even get out there on a Saturday. But overall, you know, it does help uh, for uh, merging traffic as they're getting onto Interstate 25, and overall it's been a win-win, and uh, you know, it's been something that's fairly new to the Colorado Springs area. Now it's been in place for a, a couple of years, but, it, you know, it's been in place in the Denver area for many years. And even along the I-70 corridor west of Denver, there's been some locations where the metering has been in place because of the ha- heavy traffic, especially uh, during the summer and the winter ski traffic. So um, overall, it's been it's it's gone pretty well and we should be all wrapped up by the time we get uh, close to fall. And, uh, Bob, is it fair to say that the goal of the overall project is to have all of the uh, ramps across uh, Colorado Springs proper installed with those meters? Uh, In most locations. It's not going to be in – it's in the locations where you're going to have – where you have a lot of traffic flow onto the interstate. If you have lesser-used interchanges, um, you're not going to necessarily have it at every interchange, but you're going to have it uh, on the majority of interchanges – uh, throughout uh, Colorado Springs proper. 
Perfect. Another big project that I know well, we're so used to talking about and now we're so used to uh, considering it done that we forget that it's still an active project. What is going on uh, up in the Gap? Yeah, the Gap pretty much is done. There's still a little bit of work uh, left to do, but um, for all intents and purposes, um, it's complete in the sense for the traveling public because all lanes of traffic are open. That includes both the general purpose lanes or the free lanes, if you will, and the express lanes right now are also free to the traveling public. And so we anticipate they'll be, um, the tolls will begin right now, probably scheduled sometime in the spring. We don't have an exact date, but what's left over is there might be a little bit, a few items known as punch list items, like a little bit of some guardrail work that's left over, um, any remaining items, but nothing that would recreate major traffic headaches if there's anything that needs to to get wrapped up it would take place overnight when when the weather allows and then we're just finishing up some of the uh, the tolling mechanisms and the machinery that goes into that and uh, finalizing uh, that operation as well and then right now um, there's no work going on for landscaping there's still some landscaping that needs to take place as well but we have to wait till the temperatures warm up and the and the ground thaws a little bit to to get that done but um, yeah for all intents and purposes the uh, i-25 gap project is complete and uh, definitely helping with the movement of traffic between Colorado Springs and Denver. And you mentioned uh, the uh, express lanes still free for now. And I think a lot of people, uh, honestly, are probably getting used to that. So what should we be doing now ahead of time before those tolls start up? And uh, maybe people are kind of caught off guard when that does happen sometime this spring or summer. Yeah, you know, we're going to there's going to be quite uh, a campaign prior to the tolling going into place. So uh, the goal is not to blindside anybody. Um, you know, I know obviously some folks, it might come as a surprise, but we're gonna do everything we can um, through all our various channels, media uh, and other, you know, our social media channels to to warn people that this is coming on a particular day. That's how we always do it with every, any type of express lane project that we, you know, we have numerous throughout the state. So. Uh, we're going to do everything we can not to uh, surprise people, but I guess, you know, the, the, the biggest thing somebody can is just, you know, it, it, it's coming, but we just don't have a date at this point. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll be providing information on, on, on getting a transponder that you use in your vehicle if you are indeed planning on using the express lanes, even if it's just once in a great while if you need to get up to uh, get up to DIA or need to get up to Mile High Stadium to see a Bronco game or whatever it might be and want to want to get ahead of the uh, general purpose lanes, the traffic in the general purpose lanes. And is that something definitely the, uh, the transponder is much more suggested or will there be the uh, license plate readers as well and you can just get that uh, letter yeah. once that uh, goes through that? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, you have both options in, in that regard. So you'll be able to do both. Perfect. Well, and is that something, too, we can get those transponders now, get ahead of time, maybe take advantage of, you know, some of those C-470 routes if we're uh, maybe making some trips to uh, Red Rocks as well? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's you're able to get those because a lot of people that live in, in southern Colorado, El Paso County, already do use the, the express lanes, whether they're, or, you know, either they, they can use E-470, which runs east of I-25 in the South Denver metropolitan area, um, and people already use those to get out to uh, Denver International Airport. And then there's express lanes on C-470, which runs west of I-25, 
um, out to approximately Wadsworth Boulevard. So um, those transponders uh, are in use by a number of people already in the El Paso County area. Um, but if um, if their driving is limited to I-25, they can still get those transponders in advance. Perfect. Well, we're going to take one more break. There's much more to come cover when it comes to uh, traffic and uh, highway projects, some uh, important uh, work that uh, CDOT's doing to make uh, the travel that much more comfortable as well for um, those across the Front Range. We're going to break that down with Bob Wilson as we continue here on The Extra on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I am your host, Andrew Rogers. We're continuing our conversation with Bob Wilson of CDOT here on The Extra on KRDO News Radio. Uh, Bob, there's a hidden uh, gem, really, available across the front range as well. I don't think a lot of people take that much advantage of it. Let's talk a little bit about the Bustang and uh, CDOT working to uh, get some feedback as far as uh, making that Bustang service as uh, comfortable and as great as possible for the general public, correct? Yes, yeah, it's been uh, been very successful. You know, it, we, the ridership obviously went down a little bit during uh, during the uh, pandemic because people weren't traveling to the office. But um, we, it's been pretty successful since we started the service in July of 2015, and so we've gotten to the point we have some additional funding that's coming in um, as part of a pilot program, and we're looking at expanding bus tank service on the I-25 and the I the I-70 uh, corridors. So we were we want to we're basically asking questions of people who ride the Mustang, if you will. And so if you're in Colorado Springs um, and you're riding up uh, up to Denver or to other points to the north or to the west, we just you know we have a few questions for for folks that are regular passengers. And you know basically what we're doing is just you know asking questions about how important the expansion is going to be. You know what concerns people might have with uh, with the expansion. Um, you know what's what's important to folks. You know if they agree that we. You know if it's going to improve mobility. Just a lot of general questions about the service and how best to expand the service. Because right now, you know the South Line right now what's existing on weekdays we have eight round trips that run between colorado springs and denver and then on the weekends on saturdays and sundays we have two round trips so what's being proposed at this point with the next phase at the end of the year like fall winter of 2023 uh, we would be probably expanding it out to about 10 round trips on the weekdays and then four round trips on or yeah 10 round trips and then four round trips on the, on the weekends, um, and so it could even expand even further um, uh, down the road, probably in 2024, the fall and winter of 2024, up to you know possibly 12 to 13 round trips, and then on weekdays, and then on the weekends, we'd probably be looking at about uh, six round trips. So um, just we want to hear from the passengers and find out what's doable, what would be the best time to expand the service. And it's like, is it is it better in the mornings? Is it better in the afternoons? Would you like to see increased service during the middays? Uh, you know, what's the most important, you know, cost consideration, service reliability, so on and so forth. So that's where we're at at this point. And uh, we just started the survey a couple of days ago. And once a passenger gets onto the bus and logs onto the Wi-Fi system that all the buses have, then they'll be prompted um, to take the survey if they want. 
And Bob, when it comes to the busting service in general, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that are still out there about that service provided by CDOT? The biggest misconceptions? Um, uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> what uh, what we've heard. Uh, I think a lot of people don't don't realize that. Well, I think I don't know if I call it a misconception, but I think it goes back to what you when you were opening this questioning period about a lot of people aren't aware of the service and that there is availability there is another way to travel between colorado springs and denver and it is the bustang i mean i know we know a lot of people are aware of it but oftentimes i still run into people and we still get comments that the, oh i didn't know there was a bus system that uh takes people up to denver and to other other locations as far north as fort collins and as far west as grand junction um, just on the bustang line and um, I think, you know, we're still always working to get the word out that there is that option um, to use Bustang if you want to avoid traffic hassles and you need to do the work, do some work on your way back. If you're heading up to Denver to go to work, you can work on the bus. Um, you got Wi-Fi. You also have a restroom. So I think I don't know if there's misconceptions necessarily about the service, but I think it's more just getting the word out that there is actually a service that does exist. And it covers many areas of the state because in addition to Bustang, um, there it's what we know as the Bustang family. There's Bustang Outrider that connects Pueblo to Colorado Springs, and then those Outrider routes connect other locations um, like Alamosa and Lamar into Pueblo, and then those connect up to Colorado Springs. And then beginning in the uh, beginning next month, actually, we're going to have a, a line running from Trinidad to Pueblo. Um, so um, there's a number of outrider lines as well that uh, cover more of the rural areas of the state, and those are all interconnected with the main Bustang lines, which were the original three lines when we started the service in 2015. And then in addition, there's also a van service that, cut, that uh, holds 11 people um, that runs the I-70 corridor between Denver and Avon uh, seven days a week, and that's known as Pegasus. And so um, that also has storage on it. If you have some skis or some luggage, that kind of thing. So um, the Bustang family continues to grow. And so as we continue to grow the system, we want to hear from uh, passengers um, that use. Right now, it's strictly we're asking questions about the Bustang system, not about Bustang Outrider or Pegasus. But um, we're seeing how best to serve uh, people that are uh, using the system in the state. Absolutely. And then again, another fantastic feature that uh, I think just like busting, a lot of people may not be that aware of, but it's a fantastic tool. And that is the uh, CO Trip website as well. Um, really, mornings like this uh, just proves how useful that kind of technology is where you can get route details, plans, things like that right in the palm of your hand, no matter where you're having to travel throughout the state, right? Exactly. I mean, we always say, you know, like on mornings like today, uh, you know, it's always if you're planning to travel, know before you go and get the latest weather conditions. And so when you go to cotrip.org, um, it gives you information about road conditions. You can also take a look at to see what the big overhead signs, electronic signs are saying um, for basically the people that are driving right through the area. They can see is there icy conditions ahead? Are people being warned to slow down? And then we also have cameras. So if you're leaving Colorado Springs and want to see what traffic conditions are like or road conditions are like near Castle Rock, you have that option as well as anywhere else. We have cameras throughout the state. So it provides that necessary, when we say no before you go, 
um, you do have tools available to indeed know before you go. Absolutely. It really it is that key, you know, that phrase, that know before you go as well, just cotrip.org. Bob Wilson with CDOT, we appreciate the time and joining us again, uh, obviously, cotrip.org. Where else can people go to learn more about a number of the other projects we talked about and uh, things going on throughout the area to uh, make sure that they are as prepared before they head out on the roads? Yeah, if you go, um, CoTrip has a link to it, and then uh, Colorado, C-O-D-O-T dot gov um, also has, uh, that's our main website, and so that uh, will link into projects throughout the state. So that's where all the projects are listed. So that gives you two sources if you're looking for more information about construction. Perfect. Well, we appreciate your time as well as Sam's giving us this update about things going on throughout the uh, I-25 corridor really impacting us here in Southern Colorado. That does it here for the Extra on KRDO News Radio. We have the Tom Martino Show still ahead right here on KRDO News Radio. Of course, if you missed any of this, you can find it in just a few minutes over at KRDO.com.